And hello good people of the internet, it is I, Tommy Kelly, and this is Adventures in Wubu. And in this episode, I'm out by the beach, I'm out in Black Rock again, and I want to talk a bit about mugwort. So, good people of the internet, it is a bit windy today and uh, I could set up the lapel mic and stuff but it's all there's too many leads and too many things and it just gets becomes annoying so the sound quality might be perfect in this. However, if you're listening to it then it probably is alright that I could put it up on the internet. Anyway, that aside, over the last couple of weeks I have been experimenting with the plant mugwort and mugwort has very much history in kind of witchiness circles or occult circles in that it's used to kind of in a, in a kind of way to be a kind of weak if you want weak's probably not a good word a lesser psychonaut psychoactive type substance mostly used to try to increase dream quality or dream recall and it's said though however that it has some sort of um I don't know, mar marijuana type qualities where it can get you stoned um, and that's debatable I suppose. It's a very, in the same way that I suppose that whole thing of to say if you dry out banana leaves and you smoke it you can get high too. You probably don't uh, <laughs> or you just get sick. Anyway, this is mugwort and uh, I got it off Amazon. I got one kg of it for like eight pound or something and uh, so like that's a huge amount or whatever and I started off what I did is I made a tea and uh, got a nice new kettle and all that just for making kind of herb teas not kettle a teapot and uh, the first couple of times I tried it nothing really happened at all it was kind of uh, I was doing it before I went to sleep trying to increase some dreams the very first night I had some dreams and I goes oh we're, we're on a winner here nothing more than what I usually have and uh, so I said I'll up the dose as you do so I made stronger teas and uh, had it over the next couple of, uh, next week or so. Now, it didn't do anything for me other than one night I kind of felt very chilled out and I, after I had the tea and I've kind of gone, oh that's quite nice. This is probably what they're on about in the, the kind of stoned thing that you get from it. But uh, it's not something that uh, is hugely noticeable. It wasn't for me anyway. It was more kind of a very subtle thing and probably a relaxed state that you could talk yourself into. So you definitely wouldn't need to uh, indulge in any kind of um, plant-based medicine to get to this kind of state but it was nice all the same what I did next was I made a tincture which is this here and all I did for that is I got a load of the herb herb is it a herb when is a plant considered a herb when it's not I got a load of the plant and I filled uh, put it in a glass jar and I filled it uh, over with a high percentage alcohol now you're meant to use a thing called Everclear which is available in the States, but it's not available in Ireland at all. And the kind of equivalent I could get would probably make me blind. So I decided to go with a high uh, percentage vodka, which is 40%, which is 80% proof, which is high enough um, and comfortable enough with it that uh, it's not going to kill me. But uh, you could probably do better. If you can source this Everclear, then that's what you do. So you leave it in the jar in the dark place for a couple of weeks, and every day you shake it and uh, try to you know, break up the plant a wee bit within, inside it. And I did that. And after two weeks, I took it out and transferred it to my dropper bottle, which I showed you there. And I took a few drops at night and went to sleep. Nothing. So I got talking to a friend of mine over on the Discord. And she suggested that, you know, you, you, these five drop malarkey isn't going to do anything for you. 
to you know take the whole dropper. So I did that, nothing. So then the next night I took three droppers full. I said, here we go, I'm just going to do it at this point. I'm just going to go the whole way. And uh, kind of an interesting thing did happen to me. Now this has happened to me before without mugwort, but I think it kind of, there was some something in it, where there was just kind of very light, subtle, uh, trippy kind of feel to the whole thing. Almost as if mugwort was going around my psyche and checking me out. Now, I had listened to Gordon White talking about taking mushrooms on his podcast not uh, long before. And he talks about that the very first kind of onset of taking mushrooms is as if the mushroom, the psilocybin, is having is checking you out. He's you know, going around your mind, having a look at your different parts of your psyche or your different things and seeing what way it can interact with you. So it felt a bit like that, but in a very, very mild and subtle way, but noticeable way. And it did kind of feel a bit stoned and a bit kind of trippy. But like I said, I have felt that before, before I go to sleep. That kind of middle ground before sleep and being awake where you can just, your mind just seems to relax completely. And, uh, you know, it's, you allow visions or things to happen. So I can, I can do it at second, like that big stone thing I got from the tea. I can talk myself into this type of situation. Um, but I thought it was interesting that it happened on the mugwort. So being the budding psychonauts that I am, I said the next night I'm just gonna take loads of it. So I took um, 50 ml of it, the full bottle, and uh, nothing happened <laughs> at all. And then the following night I took 100 ml of it, and nothing happened, other than I probably got a slight uh, hit from the actual that amount of vodka. Um, so I don't know what to make of it, unless, of course, and I'm sorry for shuffling around here, I'm uh, kneeling down uh, on the ground and uh, I'm 42 next month, so my knees aren't, aren't uh, you know, as springy, chickeny as they used to be. Um, so yeah, so unless the, when it, the mugwort did do in that first, or in that middle kind of ground where it kind of had checked me out and went, no, not for me, it's that whole thing, and I've talked about this before, that um, uh, Chris from Secret Sun, I think originally his thing is getting their attention. That kind of phrase comes from him, but it's been popularized very much by Gordon White. Getting their attention, getting the attention of, you know, the spirits or the gods or, or the other, whatever these type of things are. And my kind of course, if you want, is that I can get their attention. They just don't give a fuck. <laughs> they go, yeah, we said we know you now. Good luck to you. Um, same thing happened when I did a heap of a heap. That's a real Irish thing. Uh, a lot of ancestor work a couple of years ago where I was kind of trying to engage with this uh, ancestral lineage or whatever. And I felt that I did contact them, but again, they just didn't care. They weren't interested. So maybe there's something going on there where the mugwort said, oh, we'll check this guy out. And I went, no, <laughs> no, thank you. So I don't know. So what I would suggest you check it out yourself because people do report very much getting a uh, massive dream recall and getting into lucid states in their dreams from using this type of thing. People say you should smoke it. I didn't want to smoke it because I gave up smoking nearly five years ago and I think anything kind of related to that is a kind of a, a bust to hell if you want, or you know, there's no going back. You could very easily get into that kind of habit again and I don't want to. But uh, some people say you should smoke it. And it's interesting, there, there might be something in the heating of it that uh, I'm not getting, because I know if you make a tincture of uh, of weed, say that you have to heat it first to release the THC, which is the you know the, the thing that makes you high. Otherwise, otherwise you're not gonna get the high. You'll get all the benefits, but you don't get the high. The THC is not released. So maybe there's something similar in mugwort, but on my kind of reading on the internet, that was not mentioned. It was to make a tincture, you just soaked the actual plant in um, alcohol. 
So I'm glad I did it. I still have uh, about half a kilogram left of mugwort, so I'll have to do something else with it as well. I did also make a tincture of wormwood, and my god, that is the most bitter thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. It's meant to expel worms, <laughs> intestinal worms, which hopefully I don't have. But that will that was I bought that more because of wanting to use it as an incense because it's uh, used in spirit work, graveyard work, and to confound your enemies. So I'm on to you, my enemies. <laughs> I'm going to confound you with my uh, wormwood. So that's it. That's my report on uh, mugwort. Check it out. Do it yourself. Make a tincture. If you're into smoking stuff, smoke it. Um, don't mix it with tobacco, just smoke it. It's, it's, a use, it's also called sailor's tobacco, so it was used by sailors when they didn't have tobacco, so it's like a kind of a, you know, it doesn't need anything else to burn and whatever. I don't know, try it out yourself. The tinctures are easy to make, if you can get Everclear, use it, but follow some sort of guide online. Don't be just taking my uh, half-arsed uh, explanations for how I did it. But it's really simple, just put it in a glass jar, shake it every day, after a couple of weeks, take it out. The longer you leave it, the better. The higher percentage alcohol that you use, the longer the thing will last. And then take a few drops before we go to sleep or make a tea and see if it increases your lucid dreams, your dream recall, the intensity of your dreams, or any of those things. Yeah, I don't think of anything else I want to add to that other than uh, glad I did it, as usual. Uh, nothing terrible, it didn't go wrong, I didn't, uh, didn't have nightmares, didn't any of those things. I would have liked to uh, have a bit better experience. The only kind of dream that I can recall from it was that last night um, I, was, I had a dream that I had to... Um, I had to remember a name Drummond and that the whole time it was very important that I remember this name and I woke up and go, how do I know that's Drummond? And the only person I can think of was the guy from the uh, KLF who uh, burnt all you know, the million dollars in cash or a million pound in cash. Um, so what's, the, I don't know, is there, is there a lesson in that to, that I should burn all my money? I certainly am not going to attempt that, although I do find the, let's go on a tangent for a second, the whole idea of the danger and the kind of sacrilege that, um, of burning the million pound that they did, I find that fascinating and there seems to be some sort of trickster energy or some sort of, it's a, John Higgs has a great book about the KLF, written kind of more from a chaos magic point of view really than a music point of view, but it's, it's obviously a music bi uh, biography as well. Though not really, <laughs> it's, you know, there's Alan Moore's in it, all this type of thing. So check that out maybe, uh, tangentially talking about that too. Good people for internet. Before I start going off and explaining my, all my dreams to you, which is the most boring thing in the world when someone starts explaining their dreams to you, I will uh, go and uh, bid you adieu from the lovely uh, scenery that is Black Rock in Dundalk. I'm out on the beach. I got uh, uh, some time this morning to take some photographs and to uh, do some filming. And I hope all this comes out. So, good people of the internet, until our next adventure, be well.